Hey. Hey. How are you? I'm good. I left your Blu-ray copy of Misery in my living room because as I was leaving, I was thinking, okay, don't forget the Blu-ray. Do I have everything? Yep. Ready to go. <laughs> yep. We all do that. The only reason you go to the grocery store is to get cat litter mm-hmm. and you get four, everything but four yeah. kinds of donuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And no cat litter. Uh I love macadamia nuts and they're like it's like 10 bucks for this small package, right? And I went to the store and I spent like $30. So like a third of everything that I bought were was these one bag of macadamia nuts and apparently somehow left them at the store. It was a sad day. That's always a kick in the nuts. Yeah. I uh, I feel like I lost $20 this week. Well, I mean, you have kids and a wife, so like, and very easily, me or I could have handed it to the nine-year-old at some point mm-hmm. or the wife, but I can't account. It's not like I really am concerned about it, but like I thought I had twenty-one dollars in my a twenty and a one, mm-hmm. and then there was just a one, and I just can't figure out where it went. And it's not even the fact that I want the twenty dollars; it's right. like the bother. Like I had this, and now I don't have that. Nobody took $20 out of my wallet. You know right. what I mean? But, like, where did that come from? go to? I don't and, know. like, it's just, as, it's just as explainable as you always had $1, and your brain thought you had 20 and $1. Well, I can go back to where I got $21 in that wallet, though. Oh, okay. Because I, I did a return at Walmart for $21, mm-hmm. and I got a 20 and a 1. Gotcha. So I don't know where that... Like it could have literally been, I stuck it in the wallet and dropped the twenty immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the though twenty was never in said wallet. I don't know, but it uh, it's just just one of the. It's like when when you're trying to remember a fact, mm-hmm. which we do on here yeah. often. Yeah, we should calculate the amount of dead air we have when we're trying to research a problem. <laughs> oh, it is often and awkward. I saw a tweet that said that uh, should be the name of our podcast. Often and awkward. <laughs> I saw a, a thing recently online, and it said like a. Uh, the closest I'll ever be to becoming a ghost is listening to a podcast and knowing the fact that the hosts are trying to debate. <laughs> I was like, that's remarkably accurate. Yeah. Like, how many times have we said somebody's yelling at their phone right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, good week? Yeah. Uh, I was thinking this week, like, okay, we're just two dumb idiots, right? Mm-hmm. But we've been doing this for over two years. Mm-hmm. Solid. Mm-hmm. Every single week, at the same exact time, the only time that like we've had some fuck ups, where like uh, the audio was bad and we had to replace it, but like literally the only time we were ever late was because as I was writing the notes, my mom I got a call that my mom had a heart attack, and even then we were only like four hours late. Yeah, I'm still bitter about that. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> uh so like that's crazy. Like I. Yeah, because I've had friends who have started podcasts before, mm-hmm. and it's like they do it when it's convenient, and so that's not how you build an audience. I don't know how you build an audience because I don't think we built that <laughs> big of one. Like apparently, it is just go to high school and tell those douchebags <laughs> to listen, and they do. But uh, yeah, this is crazy. Uh, it's, I don't. I don't have any like grandeur. It's like I don't think we're amazing or anything. It's, but this is crazy. It's right? like a sobriety chip, like almost right. Like, like in that you want to keep adding one more day to it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's sure. weeks that I, that that I'm sure both of us have been like, 
oh shit, I gotta watch this movie. Every now. time I have to watch the movies, I'm like, fuck, I need to watch the movie for the podcast. <laughs> and then sometimes they're great. <laughs> Most of the time they're not. <laughs> but sometimes they are. And I always enjoy coming on here and being like, Russ, you're ridiculous and you pick bad movies and let me tell you why they're awful. But yeah, I think there is something to be said with that. Like, uh, you know, just one more day, you count the number of days and mm-hmm. just getting those episodes and being able to hang your hat on the fact that you haven't yeah. missed any. So yeah, it's it's a good feeling. I'm with you. Yeah. And it, I don't know. It just... And this is the last episode. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why we're done. <laughs> we got a feeling of accomplishment mm-hmm. and goodbye. Yep. We're killing misery. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I had, for the second time in my life, I had an ultrasound this week. Okay. So, like, I've had varicose veins for a few years on my left leg. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad had them, so it wasn't a big deal. And then, like, this week they started fucking hurting, like, hardcore. Okay, so I was that's like, not good. And I'm not a doctor guy. <laughs> and by that, I mean I'm not a guy that yes. goes to the doctor often. <laughs> yes. I, at first I thought you meant you're not a doctor, and I was like, <laughs> duh. And then I realized, okay, I see what you mean. Yes. Um, but could be a real big thing yeah so i went to the doctor uh and they were immediately like yeah you need an ultrasound to make sure you don't have clots because of course that's exactly where my mind was mm-hmm. and i totally have clots in my leg but they're superficial okay so basically they're just painful on the surface or whatever um so that was good but also my leg fucking hurts like like you know you get a bruise you know, bruise, mm-hmm. you know, even if you just like rub your hand over a, a really bad bruise, yeah. that's like what my thigh and half my calf feels like. Wow. So I sit my, like I put my, my foot on my knee to try to put on shoes or socks or mm-hmm. I lay a book on my lap. Fucking hurts. So I've been a whiny bitch for a few days. Hmm. That sounds like it sucks. It does suck. Can they, like, laser those or something? They can. Like, the, I'm supposed to see a surgeon or whatever. Okay. And there's different things to do. But they said it also usually goes in one to two weeks. Hmm. Like, I don't... My swimsuit uh, modeling days are behind me at this okay. point, I think. So, it's... it's That's not really, a bummer. It's not really an aesthetic thing for me. It's mm-hmm. just a I don't want to be in pain thing. Not being in pain is good. It's kind of my favorite. Yeah. If I yeah. could choose between... Being sometimes having pleasurable feelings or just not having any negative feelings. I would choose just not having negative feelings. <laughs> just that constant lull of yeah. nothingness. I'm a That's I'm like a, you just nestle in, right? I'm a thirty five year old married man. I just want a <laughs> rut to fall into. As my wife, she will tell you I'm a fan of ruts. <laughs> Russ the rudder. Ruts love ruts. Um yeah. I'd have uh, a bone to pick with you. Oh, okay. Uh, stemming from last week's conversation, mm-hmm. uh, I felt uh, inspired to look into this Post Malone fellow. Okay. And God damn it, that is a good song. It's a good fucking song, it's right? It's a good song. And then he looks like such a fucking... He looks like a fucking douchebag. Uh, and he sings like a fucking angel. And and then I watched like just a few videos with him and like... Like some of his stuff's more rappy, I'm not into necessarily at all, mm-hmm. but it's not as disposable as I assumed it would be. Yeah. And then, like, I watched some interviews with him, and he seems like a humble, kind of cool guy, too. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, 
I have no damn it. I wanted to paint you into a corner mm-hmm. and paint you with this broad stroke so I could just yeah. dismiss you. I want to do every painting metaphor to you. <laughs> all of them. Just put them all together and that's you. Yes. Exactly. Like what you did with your chest and face. Yes. Uh but I can't do it. Mm-hmm. So good for him, yeah. I guess, but you still made Who knew it. you can like look like a douchebag and be a not douchebag? That's the that's the thing is like as open minded and shit as I am, yeah. I definitely hit. <laughs> I hit a hundred percent. Just w- w- wiped him away based mm-hmm. off of his appearance. Like yeah. I'm a hundred percent guilty of that. You might as well give me that red cap over there. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, yeah, it's like I've seen uh, my mom as she gets older get like a little more conservative, like. She's she still like votes Democrat and stuff, but like she was like maybe I want to vote for Gary Johnson. And I was like you don't want to go vote for Gary Johnson, but I feel like I'm kind of in there. Like I'm to- I'm still super liberal and a crazy person, total nut job. But like, yeah, I'll I'll be I'll I'll get a little judgy. Yeah, I, you know the youth. You know I'm a little <laughs> I'm a little query of them like. Little, hmm. What are you doing over there? I don't like it. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. It was like there's kids outside. What are they doing out there? They're on their bicycles right now. But I don't know about that. <laughs> Not quite get off my lawn, but yeah. like, why are you on my lawn? <laughs> hmm. I'm not saying to get off. I just want to know why you're here. <laughs> what so, are your intentions with my lawn? So yeah, thank you for making me realize that I was wrong about something. That's not my favorite thing. <laughs> I blame you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. I, I would have much rather uh, lived in my in my little uh, narcissistic bubble where I can judge people <laughs> on with, with no merit. Yeah, absolutely no Zero merit. merit that I was literally judging, judging a book by its cover. <laughs> yeah. Except that Ex- book is a human and it's not <laughs> literally. <laughs> Thank you for catching that because mm-hmm. I was getting ready to pounce. Yep. Uh, so yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, yeah. Anything else from you this week worth repeating? No, not really. Cool. Dive into Misery? Sure. Give us a synopsis for Misery. Uh, Misery is a story of an author who has an accident and uh, is rescued by his number one fan. And it goes super well. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Overall thoughts. Okay, you you want me to read? I'm just going to read all my notes here, right? Okay. Uh, First note, a Rob Reiner film? So, like, literally the very beginning. Yep. Then my, my second note uh, is at the ending credits, and it just says, movie good. <laughs> like, I, I could not take notes. I was too enthralled with the movie. That's a good thing. That's yeah. exciting. All right. So, let's let's talk a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, the beginning, we, we see um, James Caan, mm-hmm. who's great. Yes. Uh, in this. Great, great usually, but in this, he does great. Uh and he finishes a book, so he goes through this ritual mm-hmm. of, like, he has one cigarette and he opens this bottle of champagne and stuff, right? Yep. Uh, and I made the note here, uh, finishes book, smokes cigarettes. I like the idea of rituals. Like, I feel like a ritual or, or a habit or a tradition or whatever, mm-hmm. like, I like those things. I feel like I want to develop those. And then I made the joke here. I like the, uh, I said, maybe we should sacrifice a baby after each episode. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of minutes later, I accidentally hit the read out loud button, which I didn't know exist. <laughs> so it's just started, it just started, it just started talking to me. And, uh, 
it was kind of awesome to hear mm-hmm. it say out loud that Showtime advertisement, a notebook about crushes, bone while getting hair washed, misery, finishes book, smoke cigarette, like idea of rituals, maybe we should sacrifice baby after each episode, I got anxiety watching him dive on mountain. (laughs) So I just love the idea that all of a sudden the very first thing I heard her say was maybe we should sacrifice baby. And I was like, I didn't even know you could do that notebook app. I like how you obviously had that set up, but like. You got to the setup before you had it figured out on your phone, yeah. and you're just like, "Vamp, vamp, vamp!" <laughs> <laughs> Watching you fiddle with your phone and like go into a very small panic was a lot of fun. Oh uh, yeah, uh, so he does that, and then he starts traveling across country, right? I, what? <laughs> well, he starts driving. Yes, he's distance. going from upstate New York to New York City. Is that across the country? If driving from my house to your house is across the country... I'm sorry, I'm at county. <laughs> oh, okay. See, the words are very similar. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I love those uh, that uh, ride at uh, Disney World, the, the, the county bears. <laughs> love it. Uh, the uh, So, we're watching him, like, drive on this mountain. Mm-hmm. And, like, I got anxiety watching yeah. him do that. I So, we heard. <laughs> uh, but... He was driving way too fast on just snow-caked roads. Yes. Like, on the edge of a mountain. Mm -hmm. Have you ever driven on the edge of a mountain? Never. I don't know if I could. It's, like, I've never driven, like, I've been a passenger, because we used to drive through uh, the Appalachian Mountains every year to go to South Carolina, and it's, uh, it's scary. Like. I I don't like driving on bridges. Like, not a joke. Yeah. I don't like driving on bridges, let alone something like that. I've seen there's videos out there of like one lane mountain things where the it's up and down you go the same thing. Mm-hmm. So there's times where like two like tanker trucks that I saw like ended up nose to nose. So the drivers had to like argue about how they were going to get through. And one dude turned around on the mountain, and this is obviously a stick shift large diesel truck mm-hmm. that he's having to get like a couple inch or two more hanging his ass off the side of this fucking mountain and like the other guy's like well you you got one more inch right but trying to move one inch in a truck like that like as soon as you it was just it ended up fine like i couldn't have watched it if it was a if it was a snuff video (laughs) but it was it was it really causes a lot of anxiety yeah uh just being a passenger and like looking out and just seeing like you are five feet away from just a forest of nothing just like you if you if you if if your mom falls asleep for a second like this is the end of your childhood this is the end of your life you're 12 years old forever congratulations uh yeah i i even think that like when there's like uh when you're going up on an overpass mm-hmm. and they haven't put the rails up yet but you could just still just fly off the side that makes me anxious. Yeah. Or I, I'm driving by a semi and I'm like, I could roll down the window and touch the semi right now. Mm-hmm. That's one of my goals in life that I've never accomplished. My dad said he wanted to do this to me. He said he wanted to do this once before. And I okay. think it was just a passing joke that he forgot about. But it's always stayed with me. When somebody is sitting with their hand hanging out the window at a stoplight, I want to grab their hand at some point in my life. 
<laughs> Tell me that wouldn't be amazing. So you're a passenger, you've got your hand just kind of hanging out the window, and yeah. then I, as the driver next to you, drive up beside you and reach out and hold your hand. Or Yeah, just give you a high five. It wouldn't... <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got to put that on my bucket list. I don't like putting my like arm on the window with the windows rolled down. Mm-hmm. Like I, I see the rearview mirror, or the, like the side mirror there, and I know that it has never been hit and flown off before. Mm-hmm. But I won't stick my arm halfway to that mirror no, because be because then my arm's gone. Mm-hmm. It's definitely going to happen. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's no way around it. You put your arm out there and it's gone. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you let the dog hang its head out. Oh all yeah, the time. fuck the dog. <laughs> no. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't roll down the windows with with a uh, dog in there either. But we had a little yappy dog, and I feel like she would have just jumped out. Uh, so we. He so the obvious off, things happen. Yes, yeah. he drives off the mountain. He's he's picked up by Kathy Bates, mm-hmm. who won won an Oscar, right? Or did she just get nominated? I I think she won an tell. Oscar for this, and she totally deserves it. Yeah, because she's amazing. She is. Uh, and she starts to to uh, take yeah, luckily over. Luckily, she's a nurse, and she yep. literally starts to nurse him back to hell. Yep. Uh, his publisher, his agent, his somebody calls the local sheriff, mm-hmm. and I realize listening to this conversation, this conversation is my life because one person is on the phone and is like trying to talk quickly and deal with this, and mm-hmm. then that's me. You're the publisher. You're, yes. you're Lauren Bacall. And then the sheriff is so slow and casual and doesn't want to fucking talk. <laughs> and I'm, I felt so <laughs> frustrated for that. But here's the thing that I love about this character. Totally competent. Buster? Like, yeah. Yes. He's totally, he's a totally competent backwoods police officer. Mm-hmm. Whereas every other movie that you see. Yeah. Total incompetent. He's, they're fat. They're bumbling. Mm-hmm. Not this guy at all. He's, no. he's not a superhero. He's not Tom Adkins. No. In Maniac Cop. And I love the relationship him and his wife have. Yes. Like they're (laughs) constantly talking about like sleeping with somebody else. They're like 70 years old and just, you just really want to fuck the shit out of each other (laughs) all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It it is really great, those two. Yeah. Uh, But I love the the fact that he's competent. Yeah. Because even just that little thing, which you don't necessarily think about, but you just expect, oh, here's the hillbilly cop. Of course, Uh he's going to be an idiot. Yeah, that's what. It, yeah, it's all. You're, like you said, it's always like a, a guy who uh, is is getting older. He's fat. Uh, he, he hasn't realized he hasn't realized how fat he is, or he doesn't want to admit it because his shirt's way too tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just like a pure idiot, like somebody's going to tell him exactly what's going on. Like, here's exactly what you need to do to solve this, and he's like, "Yeah, we're smoking that pot, probably." Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's going to be the cl- the uh, cops from Killer Clowns. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if Sure, if that's your reference point, sure. It's my reference point. Yeah. I'm going to leave it there, too. We'll do it. Okay, good. Uh, so, he James Conn starts to see things are kind of fucked up with Kathy Bates, right? She, she well, reads his new manuscript. Yeah. And she goes on this big rant. She gets 40 pages in. Yep. Um, she doesn't like the prof- profanity. Right. She goes on this big rant, and that's the first sign, like, something is kind of off with her. Cause well, she, gets, she fucking flips it. Yes. She loses her mind about yes. it. Uh, and it's, you know, I'm just going to keep saying this. 
very well done. Like yeah. she goes from like the sweetest little country thing in the world to just this ball of rage who is aimed at James Caan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's just stunned because he hasn't seen this coming at all. He's been yeah. on board pretty much with her right now. Yeah, like, she's literally, she says he's number her number one, his number one fan, and she has been nursing him back to health, yeah. giving him medicine. She set his legs and everything. Here, here's the thing that's weird. She's, there's no TV in his room. He doesn't even seem to have a book to read. Yeah. Like, she's literally leaving him laying there 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. With nothing. Just his thoughts. You'd think an author would want a book. Something. <laughs> or a pen. Anything, right? <laughs> like, that always, that, that, I always felt like that was weird. Like, because even if you're James Caan and you think this is totally normal, mm-hmm. you would have been like, can you, you, you obviously read, give yeah. me something. I don't care what the fuck it is. Maybe you can wheel that TV in there that I hear you watching. <laughs> you can wheel it in here and we can, we can watch, some watch Love Wheel connection of together. together. I just thought about Love Connection recently, dude. Well, because it's in the movie. That's why I was thinking about Love Connection. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It is in the movie, and that's 100% why I was thinking about it. <laughs> I just thought, like, you and I had, like, pulled the same reference. Like, but, we just had a Love Connection? Or, or we just watched the same movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's weird. That's what it turns out to be. Uh, why is that not Bryn brought back? I feel like that could be a thing, right? Like, that could still be a show. Uh, I literally, right before getting here, uh, Marion had me watch this show, uh, and I thought it was great. Uh, it's called Dating No Filter. Okay. And it is people go on a date, and uh, other people watch their date and comment on it, and it's great. It's like... Uh, best week ever, but dating. Okay. Okay. So it's like they translate what they mean or whatever, I assume. When he well, says, it's like they'll, there'll be a big awkward moment and they'll just like make it up, like talk about how awkward that was and like make a joke. It's not as, it doesn't seem as scripted, you know, like best week ever. It was like, okay, here's the, the clips you're going to do write seven jokes oh, sure. and we'll yeah. edit the best one in. Yep. This seems a little more off the cuff than that. Okay. But like the personalities that they got were pretty great. Good. You know, you need the bigger personalities. Do I know anybody that is one of the talking it's, heads? It's E, so it's like people from Daily Pop and I did I only recognize one person oh, okay. from Daily Pop, which I wish I didn't know. I wish I only recognize one person, and she's someone I wish I didn't recognize, because she's from the the E Network. But it's on the E Network, so it makes sense. Uh, yeah, love connection. I really, I feel like <laughs> yeah, could come two back. and two. Uh, so uh, he he starts to realize more and more things are off, right? Yeah. How does he put what 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 do we progress to that he's like realizes full bore he's being held held here against as well? Uh okay, so there's the that's the tomato soup, that's that and then she goes into town and she's keeping him there because the roads aren't clear and her phone doesn't work. So she goes into town and comes back with the she was the very first copy. Of his of the new misery book, yes. his new book. Yep. Uh, 
and she talks about, you know, we know as the audience, because he talked about it earlier, how he killed Misery in this book. Yes. Uh, and so that he could write what he really wants to write about. Uh, and she's just excited and talking about how excited she is to read it. And then he goes, oh, so the roads are open. Yes. And she's like, oh, but I mean, just the one into town, but not not the one into not the one to the hospital. I called the doctor and he said that everything's fine as you know, I did everything that I could and and we'll you know, as soon as the the, the road is clear, they're going to send a, an ambulance right over. Yep. And his uh, warning signs are flashing right now. Right. He's well aware. Mm-hmm. So she dives into uh, Misery's child. Yes. It is not thrilled with the outcome. Well, no, not at all. She's very thrilled all the way through it. Oh, she loves it. It's a And then she says, I've only got two more chapters to go. And then you know she's not going to like it. She's not going to like this. No. Uh, and she reacts unkindly. <laughs> uh, she loses her fucking mind to be, to be pacific about it. Yeah. Or Atlantic about <laughs> mm-hmm. it. Um, and... Uh, tells him in no uncertain terms that he's going to write uh, another novel to bring her back. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's what he has to do. And now he knows he's being held hostage. So he starts uh, holding his pain pills back. Mm -hmm. Um, He starts exercising with the typewriter. Yes. Um, And uh, he, he makes his first escape attempt. Yeah. He, he, she brings the paper and he says, she brings the typewriter to the paper and everything, and he's like, oh, this is all great. Thank you very much. But this paper, it smudges, see? And I like that he typed the word smudge and to show yes. that it smudges. <laughs> and then she starts to flip her lid, like, this isn't good enough for you? And she's like, fine, I'll go. And, okay, throughout this whole thing, she says she doesn't like the cursing, yes. right? Throughout the whole thing, she she does the fake cursing thing. Yes. It's like... I genuinely find people who fake curse are the creepiest fucking people ever. Sure. Like, you're saying the word, you're just not saying the word. Yes. Like, (laughs) the four letters in fuck mean nothing. It is a feeling that you're trying to evoke. Mm -hmm. You are evoking that exact same feeling. You're Mm -hmm. just using, you're just saying fork. Yes. (laughs) Most of the same letters. Mm -hmm. So, you're being super creepy right now. Yeah, and uh, you know that they, they, it's all in the novel, and Kathy Bates does a great job of bringing that to life. Because really, I, I it's a full rounded character that is there on the page, and nothing is lost in translation with this. Mm-hmm. I actually enjoy the movie better than I do the book. Really, mm-hmm. Marianne thought. I mean, the beginning is kind of slow, and Marianne thought like she kept saying that this probably would have made a better book because. She kept wanting to kind of know what they were thinking okay. at certain moments. And I was like, they're doing a very good job of, of acting it. Um, but yeah, I could see that, that wanting to, to do that a, a little more. But I thought the movie was fantastic. It's so did she, but yeah. um, I could see that. So he makes a mistake when he's out in the house, though, mm-hmm. and that he knocks over a little penguin Mm -hmm. and puts it back facing the wrong direction yep so she finds out a few days later week later months later we don't know what time frame do we uh 
I think it's been like two. I think he writes for two weeks. Yeah. So it's been a while, basically. Yeah. Enough that he's forgotten about this. Mm-hmm. He's gotten out. Or yeah. he got he got away with it, right? Yeah. Uh, she finds out he's been out. Mm-hmm. She's not thrilled about this. No. So she has to punish him. What does she do? Uh, she talks about what they did back in the diamond mines. A little thing called hobbling. Mm-hmm. And... It was not fun to watch. Nope. Uh, she sled she sledgehammers his feet, like breaks his ankles very badly. Mm-hmm. Owie. Yeah, I believe uh, is so the technical in term. In the book, she amputates. Oh. Um, and I actually think this is be- this is almost more visceral. Yeah. Uh, to watch, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, actually, an improvement that I think that they made in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, another difference in the book is that she kills a police officer uh, and then the police officer is missing for a while. So he's like watch outside and he uh, watches her kill a police officer that's there looking for him. Um, so there's a week time period or whatever where the sheriff is on to her for multiple reasons and is digging into it before he finally shows up. Okay. Um, and that's fine, but I still feel like I can see why they made these changes that they did yeah. in the movie, and, and they all seem like the right decisions to me. Yeah. Speaking of killing cops, Buster, uh, he starts. He can't. He can't find anything. Uh, so he decides he's going to start reading the misery books mm-hmm. to see if he can if he can step into the mind of of James Sheldon. I think yeah. that's the name, James think, Sheldon. If I have a problem with this movie, it's that's the problem. Really, it's like this. Not even that he's reading them, but that he has this gold, this this epiphany. Like he happens to find this quote. They should have had him write down more quotes. Yes, exactly. That's the thing because we only see him write one. Mm-hmm. But and if we had a one. note, if we had a notebook filled with them, yeah, and then he found that one. But we only ever see him write one, and we see it on one note card. But to be fair, if it strikes him, it's maybe that strikes him because it's the one he recognized. Out of all these lines of text, books after books after books, it's the one line that he's like, huh, I've heard that before. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Sheriff starts getting on to her, Mm -hmm. shows up to find him. Yep. uh, And he meets his demise with a shotgun. Yep, he discovers him and immediately gets shotgunned. Yeah, and it sucks because you don't see it coming. I mean, I totally knew exactly what was happening. Like, I knew that that was going to happen. The I didn't, because we don't know if she has a shotgun. Mm-hmm. We know she has a handgun. Sure. Because she gets the blues. Uh, and so I totally thought that he was going to get shot. I didn't think he was going to get shotgunned, like, <laughs> and have a hole put in him. Yeah. Yeah, it's, and that's what I, well, that's what I mean, is like, it's not a bloody movie. Yeah. But then all of a sudden... It gets fucking gory as all hell. Mm-hmm. And that that actually means something as opposed to a, a John Wick movie where there's a million people getting shot every second. Right. One, one gunshot is fired in this movie. And Three, it's, but yeah. And it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it means something. Um, luckily, uh, James Kahn has hatched a plan. He yes. finished his new novel. He brought her back to life. Uh, what does he do with said novel? Uh, well, he he tells her that he's almost done, and that he needs her rich his ritual. Uh, 
And so that is one cigarette, one match, and some Dom Perignon or Dom Perignon. Yes, I love that. I love that little thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, she knows everything about him. She saw him on Merv Griffin and all this. Obviously, that's an interview that she read. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, yes, the Don Perignon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he takes, he steals some uh, lighter fluid and lights the novel on fire. Yeah. So she loses her mind because this is her. This is what Misery's she, return. And this is literally what has kept her living. Like she was going to kill herself, mm-hmm. but she wanted to see what happened with Misery. Yep. Uh, so she's trying to put out the flames. He's been getting ready for this moment, and he takes that typewriter, and he smashes it down on her head. Mm-hmm. And it's over. Yes. Done. The <laughs> end. There's no moment of the villain jumping up and trying to get her comeuppance. Uh, yeah, they tussle. Uh, she shoots him at one point in the shoulder, uh, and uh, he lunges at her. With his broken legs and all, mm-hmm. like spears her like Edge, or like Rhino, <laughs> uh, and then at one point picks up his leg and throws it at her to trip her, and she like million dollar babies herself on the typewriter. <laughs> it is the precipice of million dollar baby. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, the precipice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and so he's like, all right, I'm free. Now I got to get the fuck out of here. Uh, and he starts crawling away and villain returns. That's, I mean, it's a good trope, but that's totally a trope. It is for sure. Like, but it's one of those things where it's like, you never expect it, but you always expect it. You never expect it in the moment, I feel like, but you always expect it after it happens. Like, oh, of course they did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And uh, he kills her and she falls on top of him. And then I'm like, cool. Now we need to see him like get out of the situation. He literally, he, he all he could do is crawl. She's on, her dead body is on top of him. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen next? What's going to happen next is it's going to fade out and say 18 months later. Yes. <laughs> well, obviously, the uh, the sheriff's wife was looking for him. Yeah. Um, the, the deputy. And then we end up with uh, the little, uh, the little uh, feel-good moment at the end where mm-hmm. he's like, I'm not going to revisit that shit. Go yeah, fuck she, yourself. She wants him to write his account. And he's like, yeah. Uh, you're telling me you want me to relive the worst moment of my life for a couple of bucks? I think I'm good. Yeah. Uh, one more thing that I that I have a problem with with this movie that I didn't bring up. That I, uh, so Kathy Bates <clears throat> also has a uh, a past where she was a nurse, but then like babies were dying under her care and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he ends up finding a scrapbook that he opens the first page and it's about him. Yeah. Right. And then he's going and learning about himself and then learning about how she went to trial for patients dying under care and things like that. Mm -hmm. She made this scrapbook backwards. Yep. That's not how scrap... Or she left left space. You know, you think uh, killing babies, killing your husband, killing babies, going to jail, 
and being released from jail. Like, that's probably going to be, like, the biggest moment in your life. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there might be something bigger, so I'm going to leave a couple pages in the front. Yes. Just in case I ever, I don't know, kidnap my favorite author or something. (laughs) Yeah, that was, that bothered me. I was like, who builds a scrapbook backwards? Yeah. That's not how scrapbooks work. You add to the story. You Mm -hmm. add to your story. Especially memory lane. Unless she, like, is waiting to find pictures of her conception at the front or something. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. make any sense. It's the Benjamin Button of <laughs> of photo books. Uh, all right. I'm glad it wasn't just me that noticed that because that was infuriating <laughs> to watch. Um, yes. All around, solid movie, solid performance. I mean, it's really only – it's two people for 90% of the movie. Yeah. And they got the best two people to do it. Mm-hmm. it and then great. the rest of the movie is filled with great character actors. Yes. Uh, I saw a video. Usually, I don't like these because I feel like, and maybe to agree, I feel still feel like this um, because it's making somebody that's just doing their job the victim. But it, it wasn't really about the victimization of these people. Okay, but it was a woman who looked very much like Kathy Bates, dressed as Kathy Bates, and she's in the Barnes and Noble or a Borders or whatever, mm-hmm. and she's yelling, wanting the new Paul Sheldon misery book, and she's speaking like her and stuff, mm-hmm. and the people are apologizing, like I'm, so, I can't find it, I can't find it anywhere. It's like he's he's the best author. I must find out what happens to Misery's child. And you're telling me you don't have it, you know? And uh, it was great. You're making me feel oogie. It, it was yeah. It was it was great from a fan perspective that's in on the joke but Mm -hmm. then you know you still feel bad for the guy that's not in on the joke that is just dealing with in his mind is a crazy person yelling and screaming at him not knowing he's reacting exactly the way she wants him to Mm -hmm. uh and i'm assuming she goes and thanks him or whatever we assume that as like people who i think fundamentally it like hurts us to annoy other people like but I feel like so many other people would just do that and then just like leave. Yeah, that's and be like that was a job well done. That's that's what I mean. Like that, I hope in my head that's what it is. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't find the videos of like the throwing the drinks at the McDonald's employees funny. Yeah. Those are not funny to me. No, like not that's at all. completely just a victim. What I love is the people who order an ice cream cone and then just grab the ice cream with their hand, and then like the person just like. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> Who the fuck does that? That's perfect because all you're doing is like you are you are the victim because you now have icky yes. hand. Yep, and that's that's the other reason why uh, I like I like Impractical Jokers. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about this show, but the joke is on them mm-hmm. all of the time, ninety nine percent of the time. Do that's you good. do you ever watch it? Uh, like it's been on in the background when I'm like at my parents' house. Okay. Yeah, you should make a point to try to watch it because it really is the the joke isn't on the public. Mm-hmm. The joke is on the guys doing the things. It's embarrassing each other. It's not about embarrassing the public. That's good. Yes. Um, so, uh, misery. Well done, Rob Reiner. Yeah, you might have a future. Yeah. <laughs> watch out for that Rob <laughs> Reiner fella. A James Khan, a Kathy Bates. They might have careers. Yeah. I was like, damn, Kathy Bates looks young. Yeah. She was forty two. Yeah. But I don't I don't think she looks bad now at seventy. No. Like, but she looks like Kathy Bates looks, you know? Like Yeah, I know what you mean. Like yeah. she looks like a Bout Schmidt. <laughs> Kathy Bates. Mm-hmm. And yeah. She looked way younger. 
because it was 1990. That's how time works. That's my lesson for the day. <laughs> I find myself doing that constantly. <laughs> constantly. Not understanding how time works. Um, uh, do you want to play a little What the Russ? Sure. We hadn't done that for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I don't know what my order's been before. Like I keep getting nervous about my order. Like what do I put real, fake, 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 yeah. real, fake? Yeah, because I fake, feel like fake, real. in my mind, I feel like I'm making it random. Mm-hmm. But I bet you statistically, if I think I'm making it random each time and I choose what in my mind is random, right? it's the same every time. Or at least I'm predisposed to making the third one the real one. Or Here's the, first the thing. One if it's truly random, you can't make it not random. like Because truly random can have patterns. True, like if you flip a coin ten times and it comes up head heads every single time, that's still random. You do that ten more times, and you know eventually it will even out to a fifty fifty. But we focus in on these little patterns and go, well, that wasn't random, right? Because no. it's about the overall. I get it. I know what you're saying. Yeah. All right, ready? Yep. So what prompted this? This was. Uh, reading your show notes, you had said that we talked about like awkward nakedness with uh, with our parents, mm-hmm. uh, and then it brought back a memory, and I was like, "I'll turn that into a what the Russ." Okay, okay, all right, all right. So, number one, uh, Wait, okay, what? I thought normally you like told a story and then was like, "How did I react to this?" or something. That happened zero times. That was like the first what the Russ, where I just made it open ended. Yeah, but and then the is... last the last one was, uh, I went to a job interview, blah blah blah. Uh, why did I leave or whatever? No, it wasn't. It was <laughs> three job related interview stories, and you had to choose which is real. Right, whatever. This is three uh, awkward sexual pubescent stories, okay. and you have to find out which one's real. Okay. Okay. All right. So first one. So, first one. Uh, age. Is probably ten or eleven. Okay. So these are all in the same ballpark. We're like prepubescent or mm-hmm. the cusp of pubescence. Sure. Okay. On the precipice of pubescence. <laughs> uh, so we're, uh, we're we're sitting up relative lateish. So eight nine o'clock. Uh, <laughs> uh, That's lateish. It is. Okay. Uh, and we're watching a some sort of a one of the premium stations on direct tv okay at night uh so i don't know what we're watching can can i stop you right now mm-hmm. uh I, I was at my parents before this and they have dish network uh-huh. and so for some reason most of their channels are standard definition they have some hd channels so i was just trying to flip through literally all their channels to see like what ones they had in hd and i'm flipping through Dish Network has a Brazzers channel. Do you know what Brazzers is? Brazzers is like a big porn thing. Oh, I do know what that is. But hardcore, like, their thing is generally like hard choke me fucking. Okay. And they have a channel on Dish Network. That seems weird to me. I'm assuming this is a pay channel. I'm, I, I, it's probably pay per view. Yeah, exactly. for all I know. Yeah, but it said it. I, I was like Playboy, uh, Hustler, 
B-R-A-Z-Z. And I was like, is that? Is that Brad's? And granted, there were other people, like, my parents were in the room as I was flipping through. So I couldn't just stop and, like, stare at it. But I was flipping like through. Marianne, and I'm spending seventeen ninety nine. <laughs> so I'm flipping through, and I see it come out of the top. And so I have to, like, I see B-R-A-Z-Z next to Playboy and Hustler. And I have to keep going to the same speed, but then check out the titles. And I'm like, yep, that's Brazzers. <laughs> that's Brazzers. That's and that's weird to me. Yeah. That there's a Brazzers channel on Dish Network. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Yeah, I always thought those were like more soft core. Like, yeah, like nudie sh- video or nudie. It's photo like shoot naked, things. naked women reading the news or something. Yeah, or like photo shoots. Like yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so we're, so we're watching fried green tomatoes or what's eating Gilbert grape? I don't know. We're watching something, uh, and there is an advertisement. For what I, in my mind is real sex, probably. Okay. Uh, and it's like women, it's like this fat Hispanic woman, like in a dildo factory. Okay. Like, it's like just, the weirdest how it's made ever. It's exact, this is exactly what it is. It's how oh, it's Jesus. made. It's, it's how it's made. So she's like picking up these giant dildos and dunking them in a reservoir of was goo. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, spermicide. I don't know what she's doing, but it's some sort of the the process, right? Mm -hmm. But as she's doing them, she's picking it up. It's flopping all around. She (laughs) dips it into this liquid and sits it back down so it can continue on the conveyor thing. But the meanwhile, (laughs) they're going down this thing and there's just giant floppy dicks, right? (laughs) And I'm old enough to know those are big, giant, floppy, fake dicks. Mm -hmm. But I'm also sitting beside my mom. Okay. So instead of just not acknowledging it, I decided to go the other direction, Mm -hmm. and I said, what was that? (laughs) Knowing 100% what it was, but trying to be the innocent one here. So my mother, I think, caught equally in the awkwardness, didn't know what to say, and she said, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) And pretended like she didn't know what I asked. So I pretended like I didn't know she asked that I didn't know that she pretended. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just ended up being of a circle of, excuse me, what's that? I'm sorry. Hmm? And then we just stopped talking about it and watched the movie. Uh, it's it's like the weirdest game of chicken. <laughs> I'm not acknowledging that. Are you acknowledging that? I'm not acknowledging that. What? Huh? I don't. I don't hmm? That's exactly. Did you sneeze? What happened? <laughs> That's option one. Okay. Option two. Uh, again, probably the same time frame. Uh, I had like a little drawer. It might have just been a shoebox uh, that was like my my memory, like my personal don't touch Russ's stuff box. Okay. Right? And I got a brand new uh, spiral notebook that I started on page one. And I started writing out like all the girls that I had crushes on. Like Betty's super pretty. Really thinks so and so's pretty. She's kind of got big boobs, right? And I'm in sixth grade or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So in my mind, this is like a novel, but it's probably <laughs> half a page. Yeah. So 
and I might add to it, like, you know what? I noticed this, this girl in this other class, she's pretty, she's pretty hot too. Uh, which I think is probably normal-ish. I mean, maybe not a lot of boys had notes like this, but you're you're noticing things, right? I don't know. Are you writing like Mister Russ and then like whatever the last name is? Oh no! Because then then no, no, it's no. also it's girlish, and you don't know how marriage works. Yes, no, no, no. Uh, so I feel like that's fine and dandy and normal. Here's what's not is as the as somebody who has never acknowledged this stuff with my mother. Mm-hmm. At some point I decided to read her this book. So I read her the spiral bound notebook. And I distinctly remember the line that was at the end of it was, and I really like so-and-so's butt when she wears these one blue jean shorts. And then I closed my book. Like, what do you think mom? <laughs> and I don't really recall her reaction at all because the memory to me it's like, what the fuck was I thinking? Why would I do that? Like, that's the closest thing that I think that I ever came to my mom of telling her, like, oh, she's pretty hot. And I was talking about the sixth grade girl. Remember, I was in sixth grade at the yes. time, too. Yes, okay. I want to emphasize this. This wasn't, <laughs> this wasn't the week before she died. Okay. So that's option two. All right. Okay. I don't, so far, I, I, I don't know where to lean. Option three. Okay. Option three. Uh, so I don't know when other uh, people start to masturbate. Uh, and I can't give you a date for myself, <laughs> but I can tell you I feel like I was a little later to figuring out the game than other people. Okay. Um, because I, I knew the, pe- the idea of penetration. Okay. But I didn't understand stroking, thrusting. I thought sex was you insert one into the other, and thus you had sex. Like, there was definitely urine involved at some point, too, in my head. Okay. Um, I, I've never understood that. Like, what? I remember thinking, like, I, you know, you put penis in vagina, and then I understood the thrusting. I didn't. But I didn't know, I didn't know about the big finish. Yes, exactly. But I never understood the people who thought that you peed in them. Well, that's the only thing that your penis does I when guess. you're that age, right? I just I didn't know that fl- I guess I was just ignorant that were there were fluids involved at all I guess oh okay so you, yeah you were kind of the same page that I well you knew you at least knew thrusting yes I only thought it was an insertion and then you just had sex okay continue so uh, and the only the the only thing I knew about a vagina mm-hmm. was I had a little sister and that I had female friends who you know when you're little you bathe together or whatever right yeah. So to me, a vagina is two pieces of flesh that form a line. It's yeah. a butt crack, mm-hmm. right? That's in my mind what I have. So I'm I'm in the bathtub, and I have my fingers together, and I have sex with my fingers by putting my little boner through there. And that's it. And I'm like, I don't know what all the fuss is about. <laughs> this does not seem that great, right? Okay. And then my mom comes in and is like, time to wash your hair. So, and this was always the worst thing ever because I use a cup to wash my kids' hair. Apparently cups hadn't been invented when I was a child because (laughs) the way that my mom washed our hair was we would, she would turn on the tub faucet. We would lean back 
And then it was always like this horrible, you had to figure out the perfect angle so you weren't getting waterboarded. <laughs> and you would like lean back too far and hit the back of your head on the tub spout, mm-hmm. or you'd sit up too fast and hit your forehead on the tub spout. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why we did it like <laughs> this, but that is how our hair was washed. So point is, I'm definitely laying on my back getting my hair washed by my mom, well aware that I have a boner poking up through the bubbles in the tub that has to be very apparent as she's washing my hair. Are you 10 or 11 here? It's got to be that same age. I I can't give you exact ages, but yeah. Hmm. Okay. So those are my three. Okay. You've got Dildo Factory. Mm Mm-hmm. Notebook or hair washing? Okay. You can ask questions. I definitely have questions about number three. Okay. So you're 10 or 11 and your mom is still helping you bathe? Uh, Just the hair washing. That seems weird to me. Is that... Should that seem weird to me? It seems weird to me. (laughs) Uh, But I didn't... We didn't shower for like... I I bathed for a long time. Hmm. Um, like I said, it was always that awkward waterboarding thing where you're leaning back and the water's trying not to rush over your forehead. So were you not trusted to shower? I don't, I don't know. We never talked about this. It was just always what it was. Okay. Not a, uh, you obviously weren't trusted to wash your own hair. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, this is. A tangent a little bit mm-hmm. uh i distinctly remember so that i don't know the age but uh my youngest not my youngest my younger brother we were getting ready for school so he was obviously going to the same school i was so i'm probably sixth grade and he's maybe second or third grade i don't know okay and my mom is drying him off from having bathed him before school one morning mm-hmm. and he has a hair above on his on his uh fupa Okay. And she goes to grab it and he goes, ow. And, and and she's like, what are you saying? Ow? He's like, you're pulling my hair. And she's like, you're too young. That's not yours. And I look over and I see her holding onto his one pubic hair, pulling it. And you can see the hair like pulling out of his skin. And he's like, that's mine. That's mine. It was literally like his very first pubic hair she was trying to pull because she didn't think he could have a pubic hair and was trying to rip it out as he's screaming, it's mine, it's mine. That's a bonus story for you. 100% true. All right. Okay. I'm just trying to explain the, the, the hall, the hall bathing uh, Mm -hmm. situation, which seems like in hindsight seems more involved than it probably should have been. Yeah. I mean, I I remember taking baths with my cousin, and she's six years older than me, so I guess that that's totally a thing. But I was taking I, I don't know I was taking showers when I was younger. Uh, I guess I just got transitioned faster. Yeah. Okay. So. Number one is it's a, it's a very vivid memory, right? And. You described it in great detail, but here's the thing: you you basically just described big floppy dicks, and I feel like that's not that wouldn't be very difficult to conceive of. Okay. Uh, now number two, 
I feel like you had kind of a harder time in your storytelling. But uh, it seemed very believable <laughs> that you would have like this awkward thing that was like very private, but you also like wanted to perform and wanted that <laughs> attention. Okay. That you would read it to your mom. Okay. Uh, and then the third one, I feel like, is also just like a very. I mean, it, it's it's a very uh, easy story to come up with. I feel like number two seems very Russ, but it also would be weird to conceive of as a story. So I'm gonna go with number two as the truth. You got me. That was the true one. (laughs) That was the true one. Uh, Yeah, that is really awkward. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why I would do that. (laughs) Like, I really, I can't remember all her reaction. I just remember, I so remember the end line being like, like that was my stinger. That was my mic drop. It was, and I think I could quote it. It was exactly... And I like so-and-so's butt when she wears these one blue jean shorts. <laughs> and even the phrasing of that sentence is so terrible. It's It reminds me of Ralphie in A Christmas Story. Like mm-hmm. when he has his thesis that he has to write. Yeah. And it's not good. Ralphie, it's the best. That's, it's the greatest thesis I've ever read Because he Because sa- he says like, and this thing on the stock that tells time. Yeah. That's what it feels like to me. Because when I say these one blue jean shorts, it seems exactly like Ralphie's shitty writing that mm-hmm. I was so proud of. And I'm his age. Yeah. And You're that's like, exactly what I wrote. I'm the next Ezra Pound. I don't even, I'm 10 and I don't know who Ezra Pound is yet, but I'm the next one of him. Uh, the, uh, yeah, the other ones, the first one, I basically just made up completely. I remember seeing a real sex factory thing and that was true, like seeing people dunking them, but I never had that interaction with my mom. Mm-hmm. And the last one, the, uh, the story about trying to have sex with my fingers is true. Yeah. And the stories about getting waterboarded were true. Um, but I was, I was even as I was thinking this one up i was nervous about the time frame that i feel like i wouldn't have been showering i wouldn't have been being bathed by my mom when i was having boners yeah but i definitely tried to sleep i definitely tried to have sex with my two fingers like this you i mean i feel like getting even before you're like you know you would get boners as kids like babies get boners yeah like uh like before you even know what sex like i i didn't know what it was i've got two boys there's boners everywhere man yeah i would just i i remember like i used to flick it like i don't remember like i was just like i don't know what to do with this i'm just going to flick it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we we have those conversations with my kids where like you know my 5 year old will be playing with himself cuz he's got a little boner mm-hmm. right and it's like if you want to play with that dude that's fine but you got to go in your room or the bathroom and he's like okay i'm going to go play with my pee pee now <laughs> like <laughs> But I feel like that's the healthiest thing to do is yeah. not try to, to make him feel dirty or gross about it or anything. Yeah. Uh, how did your did, how did you get your hair washed? Because th- thinking up these memories really made me think hard about like why did my mom wash our hair like that? Because that part is true. Yeah. Uh, my grandma, because uh, you know my, my single mom, she worked all the time, so like I remember my grandma washing our hair in the sink. Um, we did that at points too. It was the opposite of the waterboarding, though. Yes, because I'm because at that age, like 
she had like a little footstool, and you would you would get up. It was like two steps, but it still wasn't because you because the sink was fucking huge, so you had to get on your tippy toes. Plus, I had my little Buddha belly, <laughs> so having to get over there and reach and like bend down like you it hurt it, you would just like break your neck yes. trying to get under the we faucet. We did that too. I don't. Was that a generation? It had to have been. Oh, I, I'm, I'm sure because, like, I'm pretty sure my grandma washed her hair and my grandfather's hair in the sink. My my mom would wash her hair in the sink when she didn't want to do a full on shower. She would wash her hair in the sink. Yeah. Um. But no, I I just I took showers from a young age. I I don't know if it's a real memory, but like I have a memory of being like three years old in the shower with my mom. Mm-hmm. Um. And like you think on it now, and it's like disgusting. But it's like you're fucking no, three years old. Like no, of that's course not it's disgusting. Yeah. Like your memory, you're thinking. I mean, like, I shower with your mom now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> whatever. Now it's fine. Um, like it's Indiana; it's perfectly legal. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I, I I went to showers like almost immediately. I didn't have a very long bath phase. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was fun. Thanks yeah. for playing What the Rest with You're me. You're welcome. Uh, I, I you did enjoy a good it. Job. You did a good job sleuthing that out. Yeah, I, I think I felt like my logic was sound, and I was ready for you to tell me that I'm an idiot. Nope. But nope, you nailed it. You All nailed right. it. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's, <laughs> it, like, I obviously miss my mom, mm-hmm. but there's like random things like that that I'm like, ah, I wish I would have just had the balls to ask her. Like, do you remember that time that I made it super <laughs> weird between us? <laughs> Oh, you mean like right now? Yes, exactly. <laughs> then we would have done that. What? I'm sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, Gerald's game. Gerald's game. Give us a synopsis. Uh, Gerald's game is about uh, a woman who goes on a retreat with her husband, and they go to have like kinky sex, and he dies, and she's chained to the bed. Has to get out. Overall thoughts. Fuck this movie. Fuck it, fuck it real hard. Okay, wow. This movie made me angry. All right, let's get into it then. I'll let you. I'll let you lead this discussion. Go ahead. So Marianne and I watched Misery, and uh, everything was great. Misery is a great movie, and so we put on Gerald's game, and uh, we were watching, and we're like, "Why would you leave the door open?" Whatever, like. Okay, you leave the door open so the dog can come in so that you have another fucking character to interact with, even if it's a dog. Whatever. Uh, And then, so, like, we'd watched the trailer, like, years ago when it first came to Netflix. And so you know what happens. three months ago when it came to Netflix? I'm pretty sure it's, I'm pretty sure this was a couple years ago that it came to Netflix. Absolutely not. Okay. Well, I remember watching the trailer as soon as it came to Netflix, and I feel like it was a while ago. It was more than three months, less than six. Oh, okay. Uh, I feel like I that was like three places I lived ago. Anyway, uh, so they they spot the premise then there, and so like new, just kind of waiting for it to happen. And uh, he dies, and you're like, okay. Now it's basically like one of those shark movies or whatever. Let's see if it could be interesting. And she like kicks him off the bed or whatever, 
and then she's just like other one with her thoughts and September 29th of 2018 mm, I assume so I didn't look <laughs> but that's kind of the whole crux of it September 29th <laughs> I don't know I didn't look at the year I was confident <laughs> the second time you've made me snort this podcast <laughs> uh so whatever it's fine it's she, it starts to piss me off that she makes almost zero attempt to get out she's like up oh, i can make the cuffs up oh, they can't go over this can't go over this i guess i'm stuck here forever and she's like immediately gives up and then what the fuck the husband is back he lived or whatever and oh no it's it's a hallucination and that was the first bit of fuck this movie. That is when Marianne like left the room and she's like, well, this, this movie's stupid. I'm leaving. And I was like, I don't disagree with you, but it's kind of my duty to stay. And you know what? It, it wasn't good, but it wasn't awful. Until she starts talking about, like, she just... Drops a hint that she's gonna spell out her backstory, and I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me? We're gonna she's gonna hallucinate her entire backstory, and then guess what? She hallucinates her entire backstory, and then there's this creepy guy in the corner, and then fuck this whole movie, the creepy guy was fucking real, and then she goes to court, and you fuck this, whole, this movie. whole movie, fuck the whole movie, just fuck it, go ahead." Talk about it Jesus if you want. Jesus Christ. First of all, at the very beginning, <laughs> very beginning, she gives the dog a piece of steak. $200 a portion. They said it's $200 a portion. Did you know it's legal in 43 states to hit a woman for giving a dog $200 worth of steak? <laughs> that would piss me off. Hardcore. I get mad if one of the dogs take a piece of bologna from the kids. <laughs> like, God damn it. You've got dog food. You can't eat bologna. Yeah, but I feel like if you're if you're that rich that it's not a big deal it yeah. is basically baloney no that's true uh so yeah basically as you went through so the dog shows up he ends up being uh an adversary mm-hmm. uh there's a man in the corner that she's hallucinating that she has determined his death the moon man um she calls him the 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 moon man or yep. moonbeam man or something yep in the book he's called the space cowboy and this might he might be the scariest thing that i've ever read in a book is his description okay because in the book it's do you, a, do you have it up and ready no in the book it's a whole well it's i mean it's 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 it would it would take 10 minutes to describe that is somebody there isn't he there aspect of it right okay. so in the book it's i'm here i'm chained to the bed it's dark i think there's a figure standing there no it's not wait i'm turn. i'm now i'm looking for something that's there and it goes on and on and on and on and on right mm-hmm. and it's great um but the big thing, like, I still don't know how I feel about this movie or how I feel about the book because so much of it is, uh, like, in the in the in the book, it pissed me off because so much of the conversation is her having it with herself. Like, she's created this separated uh, character, almost this multiple this, this dissociative identity uh, type thing, where she has this alternate person that allows her to deal and cope with her past mm-hmm. and thus deal with. Uh, her husband getting aggressive during the sex game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it pissed me off. And for years, this was movie was considered unfilmable because of that. 
and I think Mike Flanagan, who ended up doing the uh, Haunting of Hill House. That's why you see those guy, those people show up. He's the guy that did Hill House. Okay. Um, he was able to do it. I think he did it as good as you could, but the entire premise of it, the entire movie try or book trying to be narrated from one person is problematic. And I feel like they solved it as good as they could with having him and her debate themselves or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the problem is, is if you try to look at the movie literally, she's not literally hallucinating them. I don't think these are aspects of her mind that she's arguing back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was an entire novel. Yeah. It wasn't just a short story. No, this is a novel. This oh, is a 500-page well. book. Jesus. Yeah. How? Because uh, <laughs> she does nothing in this whole thing. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it would be two chapters of her trying to figure out how to get the water. Okay. You know, like... I don't know. And, and, it's, and it's written well to the point where, like, you're invested. You're like, can't turn the – wait to turn the next page. Holy shit, she's got the water. I'm oh, fuck, sure I can't th- drink it. I'm sure that book could totally be that. Yes. This movie was not that I'm at not all. Disagree- I'm not disagreeing with that. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that I'm conflicted about both of these things. I'm pissed off at the story in general now just because I'm pissed off at this movie. <laughs> so. so in the book, we've got the space cowboy is what is who he is. Here okay. he's the moonlight man. Mm-hmm. Uh I I love the Moonlight Man. I love the, the mm-hmm. Space Cowboy. I love him. I love that he shows up. I love this, the fear that he brings to her. I love that he turns out to be real. I love the concept uh, that that is. I hate the stamped on lazy ass way in both the book and the movie in which that's revealed. Yes, it is literally like... Uh, yes, it is the fact that she is... It's basically an after the credit scene almost. It's in the denouement that they reveal his entire backstory and the fact that he was actually there. And that's why I yelled fuck you at my screen. <laughs> like, it's just so terrible. I, he looked great. Like, it was super fucking creepy. Uh, but fuck it for for that. No, like, I feel it like- felt so tacked on and just like... Oh, well, like we wanted to add this because we thought it would be cool. So I totally think what should have happened is he ends the book with her escaping. She degloves her hand. She escapes in the car, right? And then you know what? Write another fucking book mm-hmm. that is about this. This dude could totally be his own jerk, sure. yeah. right? This guy's this character is amazing. Like in, in the book, he had uh, little boy penises as a necklace. Like where he'd stolen from the graves, and he had a necklace full of, of little boys' penises. That's so fucked little, up. It's it's super fucked up, but super awesome as a concept. Mm-hmm. Like, and then you know the in the canon, you would know that it's real. Yeah. But in the Gerald's game, you know, beginning end, right? It's left vague, or at least assumed that it's not real. Yeah. But then if you just made this huge thing about the space cowboy that he is real mm-hmm. that would be fucking awesome yeah. but it's just this bizarre stamped on end that really bothers me it's so weird in the fact like okay i have so i have questions like is the end even real like because who the fuck just waltzes into court like that yes and uh 
I realize that the giant monster just broke out of his restraints. Mm-hmm. But who like lets her just walk into like not just the courtroom that was full, but also like pass into the actual court itself. Yeah. And then she just like you you you're so much smaller than I remember. And then she just walks away into the fucking eclipse. Yeah. Well, I mean the eclipse was a huge part of the I mean, you know that. Yes. You know, and she's not just telling the space cowboy that. She's telling her father. She's ter- telling Gerald that. Yes, and the uh, fact that like, it kind of pissed me off that his face kept changing to her dad and then Gerald and everything. Because, okay, one of the things the movie I feel like doesn't do a good job of is Gerald. Like, he's a douchebag, but you don't get the sense that he's awful. You don't get the sense that he ruined her life or is like another part of like you because you don't get to spend any time. I don't I don't think he was a douchebag. But like she's she lumps him in with her father. I think there's part of him that I'm sure she does. I think. You know, in in any situation like that, there's going to be an instant if you're dealing with somebody with baggage like that. If you're the sexual person in their life, at some point they're going to associate you with that. Like, I'm I don't I cannot speak to that personally. I'm just running under that assumption that at some point, if you have a sexual abuse past, right, and you have a sexual partner, those are going to overlap at some point. Sure, but. To equate them, I feel like this movie equates them in a way that is completely unfair. Like, okay, it might it might equate them at the end. I would say, yes, but certainly, definitely. but certainly not. But but I think that's part of it. I mean, she was literally having flashbacks mm-hmm. caused by Gerald's actions, mm-hmm. right? So you've argued with your girlfriend before, mm-hmm. and it's a big deal then, right? Yeah. But in the scheme of things, it doesn't really matter. But that big deal caused her to have all of you know all of this other stuff come flooding right back to her so it was a big deal right then all right and apparently months later at the courtroom (laughs) yeah like 18 months it's like i'm writing you this letter it's like 18 months later but now i'm gonna write you this letter to tell you the story of a year ago (laughs) when i did this cool thing in the courtroom (laughs) oh yeah i'm writing this letter to me but my younger self yes uh yeah it's i i still feel like there's great ideas for all of these things Mm -hmm. but i feel like they were great ideas 25 years ago when he had them and he should have figured out a better way to do it i have a question for you okay in the novel Mm -hmm. does he call the jug the dog cujo like they do in the movie yes fuck that what that's awesome how is that not it's referencing himself yeah i think that's incredible i think that that it's not even just referencing himself. That's a cultural thing. You would not have second guessed that at all if it wasn't a Stephen King thing. No, because like, if I am a maker of something, and someone comes up to me and is like, "Oh, your stuff is great. It like changed my life or whatever," and I I can say thank you, but I can't go to somebody and be like, "My stuff is great. I can change. I could. I changed your life." Like that's. There's a difference between them saying it and me saying it. 
So they can I, reference they can no, they can they no. can integrate me into pop culture. It's bigger. No, he doesn't own Cujo anymore. Cujo people, how many Cujo jokes are there in movies or books anymore? Thousands, I bet. Okay, I don't, I don't know. Like, I feel like you were looking for an answer, and I can't. Give no, you I, I mean, I, you can't quantify that. But my right. point is, it's people that haven't even seen the movie or don't know directly what it is. They know Cujo means mean dog. Yeah, right. So it's went beyond him. It's it's sure. a cultural thing at this point. But for him to then comment on that. He's not commenting on it. He's using it as it's intended. That's even worse. No. No, it's not. I feel like it is. Ugh, no. I feel like it's a little douchebaggy to no. to self-reference like that. Uh, you can last more than three days without water, right? Uh, I think so. I feel like you could last a week. Yeah, but but they said they're going to be dead if she doesn't get water in three days. Yeah, but they they also said they don't know. Right? Did they they actually said didn't they say I don't know for sure? I think it's three days. I think I read that somewhere. I I don't think so. I think he's like, how long can you, how long can you last without water? And she says three days. I don't know. Maybe I was too busy writing the note of you can totally do it more than three days. Uh, I have a note here that says if there's a fucking eclipse in her present time, dot, dot, dot. And then there was. Okay, Google. How long can you live without water? Three weeks. According to Business Insider, a human can go for more than three weeks without food. Mahatma Gandhi survived 21 days of complete starvation. Says water. The water. And then they're giving me the food. At least 60% of the adult body is made of it, and every living cell in the body needs it to keep functioning. That did not answer my question, Google. That was not helpful. You should report that as not helpful. Feedback. (laughs) I'll try this. Uh, This was hateful, racist, or offensive. Was misleading or accurate? I asked about water, and it gave me the answer about food does google know i'm fat (laughs) thanks for your feedback your response to help improve the google search experience Uh, the answer is yes google knows you're fat (laughs) uh so yeah yeah so i Obviously, there's a reason why I wanted to pair both these Stephen King things together because they are very similar and you've got the trapped in the bed type mm-hmm. thing. Uh, and I think that the concept for Gerald's game is great. And there's tons of good ideas. I love the space cowboy, moonlight man, whatever you want to call him. Um, but they didn't solve the problem of how to how to explain his backstory. Yeah. Uh, like I like the like we're trapped in the middle of the ocean or I'm trapped on this rock and there's sharks all around those like lonely type movies i think that those can be some of them are dumb fun and some of them are actually good so i i thought that this would be cool it's not what's with the dude like the boogeyman licking her foot because like it wasn't the moonlight man but it it was just some rando guy scary looking guy that was licking her foot when it turned out to be the dog I think they're saying that she's hallucinating. Hmm. Bringing a new character to hallucinate? Mm-hmm. It's 
It's unsettling. Yeah. Not in the good unsettling way. I feel like you need to uh, step back a notch or two from your hatred for this movie. And uh, well, came out a little strong, I think. Like A little strong. I The first thing I did is I shut off as soon as it was over. I shut it off and I raced into the office to tell Marianne about all the terrible, terrible things that she missed. <laughs> Good. And about how awful it all was. Good. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. <laughs> I did enjoy that. I Good. did. I, I enjoyed that decompression, and I have enjoyed this decompression. Good. Uh, so we'll make up for it next week. Mm-hmm. Sound good to you? Yeah. I mean, obviously, I choose misery if we're if we're choosing. We are choosing, and I choose misery too. Yeah. Uh, so we haven't dealt with aliens much. Oh fuck! On this podcast, I think we've only done two episodes related to it, which was Attack the Block, Extra, Extra Two, and Extra Three. Does that sound right? I think so. So not many aliens that we've dealt with, right? I know aliens are kind of one of your heebie-jeebie type things. Mm-hmm. You look nervous right now. Well, there's a very famous alien movie that I have seen and I don't ever want to watch again. Mm-hmm. I know that. Mm-hmm. I do know that. And I know that you're an asshole, too. So if we're talking alien movies, mm-hmm. uh, right after uh, Gremlins came out, there was some uh, some movies that came out that were similar, uh, Critters, and uh, an alien movie that uh, gained some notoriety for being one of those Gremlin knocks off. It's going to be our knocks first off? knocks off. Uh, will be our first viewing for next week for our Alien double feature. Okay, you ready? Yeah. First movie. <laughs> All right, you have handed me <laughs> a Blu-ray copy. Okay. I, on the front of it, I can only describe it as two gremlins inside... They're not gremlins. <laughs> the lawyers make sure to say that. They're not gremlins. <laughs> inside a space kettle? <laughs> space kettle. And that's literally all that's on here, <laughs> except for the title, which is Hobgoblins. <laughs> Yeah, these are just gremlins in a space kettle. That's all that is. Gremlins don't have hair. The majority of gremlins don't have hair. Okay. Legally speaking, these are not gremlins. They're hobgoblins. It's a very important okay. differentiation we have to okay. make. So, you know, they came from Mohawk and grew more hair. Yeah, it's, it's, it's gremlins. But right, that's, your ex, that's your expectations? Is it going to be... Better or worse than Gremlins? Uh, I'm going to say worse. Because <laughs> there's probably a reason I haven't heard of it. <laughs> okay, good. And I had right. heard of Gremlins. All right, second movie. Second movie. In our Alien double feature. Our Alien double feature. Ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Are you ready? Second movie. <laughs> I have heard that this is genuinely fucked up. Uh... So this is the collector's edition, another nice Blu-ray. But I feel like this one might actually deserve a Blu-ray. Uh, it is the Garbage Pail Kids movie, a live-action heap of fun. Uh, it's the Garbage Pail Kids. Uh, I remember these cards, mm-hmm. uh, and they were weird, uh, and I didn't like them. 
and I've heard that this is kind of weird and fucked up. So, yeah. Weird and fucked up how? I don't know. I've just heard that it's it, it's got some, some weird stuff in it. Okay. Some gross stuff. Which I guess you could expect from the Garbage Pail Kids. Yes. Uh, I did watch it with my five-year-old and my nine-year-old today. Okay. And there were so many questions asked constantly about... <laughs> About the movie. So. Okay. That uh, maybe you can come with some answers next week. I will try my best. Did you, did you didn't even describe what we're, what we're looking at? I the... mean, it's the Garbage Pail Kids. If you don't know what the Garbage Pail Kids is, go look up the Garbage Pail Kids. It, it's... Couldn't you say that for every cover? It's a con- I'm talking about the concept. Like, okay. if you don't know what the movie Hobgoblins is, then look up the, the post. Like, I'm not going to say that, but it's like, it's the Garbage Pail Kids coming out of a garbage pail. And there's a kid on his back being like, but don't eat me. And he's wearing suspenders, which is weird because kids don't wear suspenders. Okay, so the year is 1985. You have somebody come to you and say, Justin, mm-hmm. we just got the rights to those cards, the Garbage Pail Kids. Okay. We're going to turn it into a movie. Great. This is the basis that you have right here. Uh-huh. You've got these cards. Yes. What's your movie about? Um, first off, I'm one years old. I don't know why you're bringing this to me. Also, I can't speak in full sentences. Okay. Uh, I don't... They attack New York? Okay. Maybe? So evil garbage pill kids attack New York. I mean, I don't think they're evil. I think they're just mischievous. Okay. So mischievous garbage pill kids attack Mm -hmm. New York City. Yeah. It's a good guess. Okay. Because it's the 80s. Everything's set in New York. Of course it is. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Uh, and then the 90s, film everything goes to L.A. Filmed in Toronto. Or filmed in yes. Toronto. <laughs> I don't remember New York having mountains. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, what else you got for us? Uh, fuck that movie. 